or welcome to our weekly news update. It is the fifth day of February 2023. Can you believe it's February already? Bah, this year is already starting to speed up. Anyway, big things in the news from uh, balloons to uh, clowns and goons. And that I'm just talking about our government. Uh, let's roll the first clip. Let's see what's been happening this week. All right, so I thought this was funny, the clown world. Vegan activists trying to stomp a truck. Now, maybe you should realize a truck is much bigger than you, and you pick on the wrong people, you're going to get squashed. Roll this. Standing here in front of a Fearman slaughterhouse where 10,000 lives are taken daily, 10,000 innocent lives slaughtered innocent here. Cows. For no more than the taste buds of humankind, of humans. It's terrible. Here we have the truck approaching where approximately 300 animals are stacked into this truck. 300 cows. We're going we're to stop this truck so we can bear witness. Bear witness. You can't murder cows. He's driving on a road. What do you mean, what's wrong with him? Lunatic. Going to stop. Oh, he's a lunatic. What about you, bro? These drivers have no respect for life. No respect, no for, respect human life, for life. No respect for animal life. <laughs> okay, so that's, that's the mindset. They're the only ones that have respect for life. That's why they're going to stop a truck to protest cows being slaughtered. Look at me. The elevator doesn't go all the way to the top floor. There are hamburgers short of a Happy Meal. The lights on and no one's home. They're on timeshare and it's just not their week. Next. All right, so this is very interesting. Of course, <clears throat> most of mainstream media are not reporting this at all. And of course, Justin Hart tweeted this by the America's Food Supply and Attack. It's a very interesting report from Tucker Carlson. Tucker's talking about it. At least he's talking about it. Roll this. Good evening and welcome to Tucker Carlson tonight. Last spring in March at a press conference in Brussels, Joe Biden explained that the sanctions he was imposing against Russia, while morally necessary, were also going to cause food shortages around the world, including here in the United States. It's going to be real, he said. Now, Biden said this in a very odd way. There was no hint or panic, emotions you'd expect from a leader predicting the deaths of human beings from starvation. None of that. Instead, there was pure nonchalant casualness. Biden could have been describing the weather or a trip to the dry cleaners. It's going to be real. Then, Biden continued, recounting a conversation he'd had with European allies, he told us all about it. 
When he met with the group, Biden said, they spoke about, quote, how we could increase and disseminate more rapidly food shortages. That's what Joe Biden said verbatim. It's on tape. So here you have the president of the United States pledging to increase food shortages at a press conference. Now, that seemed like a newsworthy event, but not a single news organization in this country seemed to notice it happened, nor did the White House correct it. But others were watching, so within days, that clip wound up on social media, and Facebook flagged it immediately as, quote, false news. Now, strictly speaking, that's untrue. There's nothing false about the video. It was entirely real. No one can test that. But apparently, Facebook users were supposed to understand that Joe Biden is senile, and therefore, he's not accountable for his own words. Taking Joe Biden literally qualifies as, quote, misinformation. Now, we'll leave that whole episode for you to assess. We can't know what Joe Biden was thinking, if anything, when he uttered those words in Brussels. We can only tell you what happened afterward. Strange disasters began to beset food processors all over the United States. In April, the next month, the headquarters of one of this country's largest organic food distributors was destroyed in a fire, cause unknown. The next month, in a single week, actually, two separate private plane crashes took out two separate food processing centers. One plane hit a General Mills plant in Georgia. The other plane hit a food plant in Idaho. By the way, back in February, a boiler explosion obliterated a potato processing plant in Oregon, and so on. So even people who aren't given to connecting the dots, who don't think of themselves as conspiracy nuts, began to wonder, is there something here? But no one could tell. The Biden administration had no answers and no way to get to the answers because they had no data. And that's interesting because the Biden administration tracks a lot of things, the things that it cares about, the race and ethnicity and sex life, for example, of every person in America. Do we have enough trans-Pacific Islanders playing woodwinds in major symphonies? How about gay Southeast Asians and long-haul trucking? These are the questions that concern the bean counters in the Biden administration. And yet at the same time, that same administration keeps no real records about the infrastructure of our food supply. Apparently that has never occurred to them. So honestly, we can't really know one way or the other because we don't have a baseline whether something strange is going on with food suppliers. But some days you do wonder. On Saturday, an enormous commercial egg farm in central Connecticut burned to the ground for no obvious reason. Huge fire. At least 20 fire departments responded, fought the blaze for over eight hours. More than 100,000 chickens died. Now, that's a sad story. But what's interesting is that most media companies did not consider it a story at all. Weird, considering egg prices have become an actual problem for most Americans. Egg prices are up more than 100% in many places. And yet, at that exact moment, when eggs are a concern, 100,000 chickens die in a freak fire, and the New York Times, which is right next door in a neighboring state, does not even cover the fire? What is that? Don't worry. Things like this have nothing to do with egg prices, say the media. It's just avian flu. Watch. Egg consumption has grown over the years as many people are eating them as their main protein source. But the production has slumped because of the ongoing bird or avian flu epidemic. Over the last year, the USDA says nearly 58 million birds have been infected in the U.S., making it the deadliest outbreak in U.S. history. Unfortunately, the infected birds have to be killed, causing the egg supplies to fall and prices to surge. In some cases, stores are running out and limiting the amount people can buy. We bought eggs earlier this week here at Fry's and Levine. Uh, we paid $8.99 for a dozen eggs. So if you ask the Agriculture Department, for example, or anyone in the Biden administration, to the extent they're paying attention, which is not much, 
they'll tell you that egg prices are high because avian flu, and that's a completely natural virus, just like COVID. The price have nothing to do with chicken farms burning down. Again, not that anyone in the government tracks that kind of thing. Why would they? Because nothing like that could ever happen. Settle down, QAnon! And a lot of people, particularly the national news media, people who could not identify a chicken if it didn't come with dipping sauce, are satisfied with that explanation. But we noticed that some farmers who deal with chickens every day are not convinced. Some of them, some chicken farmers have noticed something odd. Their chickens aren't laying eggs or as many eggs. And these chickens don't appear sick with avian flu. They're not dying, they're still alive. They're just not producing eggs. Now, healthy hens lay eggs on a regular basis every 24 to 26 hours, but suddenly, Chicken owners all over the country, not all of them, but a lot of them, are reporting they're not getting any eggs or as many. So what's causing that? Clearly something's causing that. Some have concluded their chicken feed may be responsible. Watch. Is the commercial feed the reason so many people's chickens have not been laying at all? This is a question that I am asking myself and I have seen all over TikTok, Facebook, everywhere. I'm talking about chickens, tons of people who are having no eggs for six, seven months. Like this is not normal. I have at least 60 hens that should be laying. I have a flock of roughly a hundred and I was getting two to three eggs in the summer all summer long. I genuinely think it's the feed, especially after seeing so many people have the same problem, switching to a local feed and it fixing itself. Really quick. So why'd we just put that clip on TV? Because that chicken owner speaks for all chicken owners because she's the world's greatest expert on avian questions? Probably not. But because the people who should be keeping track of what's going on are clearly not keeping track of what's going on because they just don't care. And so instead of going to the usual sources at the Ag Department or calling the White House press office, we decided to listen to people who actually have chickens. And that one, for example, the lady you just saw says she checked, switched her chicken feed and it solved her problem. Her chickens began laying eggs once again immediately. Now, the specific brand of feed referenced in that video is called Producers Pride. It's made by Purina. Most chicken feed brands are made by Purina. Purina also makes Producers Pride, that's the cattle feed, recently subject to a recall after regulators linked that product to a series of unexplained cattle deaths. It was removed from shells because there was a good chance you shouldn't be feeding it to livestock. Could that be happening again? Now, we don't know, but we should tell you, because again, no one else seems to be keeping track of this, that it's not just Producers Pride that some chicken owners are worried about. Some have concerns about several other chicken feed brands made by Purina. So we reached out to the company today, because again, we're agnostic on this, but we figured we would do a little poking. And they said they've looked into it too, and their feed is not the problem. And that may absolutely be true. We don't know. What we did notice, though, was that that explanation was more than enough for most media companies, trained as they are to accept corporate press releases as the final word on any given topic. Well, they said it's not a problem, so it's not a problem. We don't think that's the last word. Again, we can't tell you for certain either way. But we do know, and here's really the point, that America's food supply is one of those topics it's worth being a little paranoid about. This is not a matter of how many Trans-Pacific Islander oboists we've got. This is a matter of national survival, of food, the question on which empires rise and fall. And in this specific case, eggs, poultry, and chicken, avian products, are major, major sources of protein in the diets of most Americans. And you need protein to live if you don't have enough you get protein deficiency, and that can stunt the growth in children. So a question like this, 
whatever its cause, could easily flower into an actual public health crisis. And of course, it's also potentially a national security problem. There are so few eggs right now at such high cost that smugglers are trafficking eggs across our border. Watch this. Here at the busy San Ysidro border crossing in California, word traveling fast about a new good being smuggled into the U.S. U.S. Customs and Border Protection has reported an 108% increase in seized egg products and poultry that people have tried to smuggle through U.S. ports of entry in just the last two months. So are we being a little paranoid about the American food supply? Yes, we are, and we're proud of it. And our leaders should be even more paranoid always about our food supply. Food, energy, water. Those are the three things that matter. The rest of it is noise. And of course, as always, they're ignoring what really matters. Tomb chip. All right. So our program, our weekly program, I've been reporting on the food shortage for probably 18 months, if not more, since I started my weekly news update. Uh, we have Operation Eden right here at the ministry, five acres under greenhouses. We're growing food. I have my own cattle operation and chickens. And uh, talking to some of our other farmers here, they have reported that when they took their chickens off of the feed that they normally did and put them on natural food, they were back, the, the egg production was through the roof. So there's many things that's taking place. Remember, they've altered the seeds, GMO, and then it's also affecting the production, whether it be in the cattle or in chickens or other livestock. So the bottom line is, if you, if you, you can just Google this, all of the food processing plants that have burned down. I mean, we're talking about, I mean, we must have lost count, dozens and dozens and dozens of them over the last 18 months that have been destroyed. That's not normal and that's not natural. So there is coming a food shortage in the days ahead. That's why we have to be steps ahead and be proactive. And that's what we're doing right here at the river. And of course, it's part of our university. So uh, Operation Eden, you can go to revival.com, find out about it and uh, come over and see what we're doing. And then I want to encourage everybody grow food and get organic seeds and organic fertilizer and grow food. Get some chickens, feed them natural, and watch them lay eggs. All right, next. Okay, so uh, David Wolf posted this. Imagine a virus so deadly that an unvaccinated people are running around winning tennis tournaments. Because uh, remember, if you put the next clip up, uh, Novak Djokovic breaks down after winning the Australian Open. It's his 22nd Grand Slam. He did push against, back against the most tyrannical people of our time, and he came out victorious. Roll this. As we said before, up with his team, now here on the bench. The emotion literally pouring out of him. Well, it's, it's impossible for any of us to know the, the effort, the, the mental effort that it takes, and certainly the physical. So the mental effort basically was a year ago, he was deported from Australia because he was not vaccinated and was not allowed to play in the, in the tournament, which would have resulted in, his, in the Grand Slam. So he had to wait for a year and basically resist everything, coming there and won. 
very interesting, Bill Gates was sitting there watching him win. Bill Gates, these guys are all part of this whole push for vaccination. So now they're watching an unvaxxed Djokovic win the Open. You can imagine. It's just like, ah, how did he get to win? I'm so glad this guy didn't bow, and I'm so glad he won. Next. All right, so Dr. Deborah Burks admits that she manipulated data and altered CDC guidelines to deceive President Trump. Folks, uh, bring it right back to me. This is what I said throughout the whole thing. I, I, I was watching all of this stuff, and I began to realize that these people were manipulating, feeding Trump misinformation, and everybody was buying it, hook, line, and sinker. And unfortunately, President Trump listened to them, should never have listened to them. But of course, they were going to, the CDC and these people around him were going to make sure that if he didn't listen, then they would blame everybody's death on him. And of course, you can see uh, Trump still has um, his stance saying that we have saved millions of lives, which in actuality, we have not saved millions of lives. The vaccines have been the cause of death of millions and millions of people around the world. And of course, the vaccine or big pharma are never going to own up to the fact of what they have done or the atrocities that have been committed against uh, mankind. And of course, they have immunity so that no one can touch big pharma. But it's all unraveling. It's unraveling in Australia. It's unraveling in Canada. It's unraveling, unraveling across the United Kingdom. It's unraveling across parts of the world where people were heavily vaxxed. So this, this story is not over, not by a long shot. But there you have it. I manipulated data to deceive President Trump. That woman should be arrested right now and locked away. Next. All right, so uh, Pfizer CEO Albert Borland found guilty of misleading parents on the safety of COVID-19 vaccine for kids. Roll this. News on our side is that we can now talk about. We've been asked not to talk about it until now. We now can. Um, so we took Pfizer to the regulator in the UK um, about comments that he made on the BBC about the kids' vaccine, and we won. Um, so Pfizer CEO Dr. Baller has been found guilty of misleading parents about the COVID vaccine for kids. Um, as you'd expect, we'll be writing and talking more about that over the coming weeks. And yeah, it just reinforces our view that there are deep, deep issues plaguing kids in the UK. And, you know, we will continue to fight the um, regulatory capture and vested interests, which we see as so um, detrimental to children's health and welfare. Um, we really hope that you'll stay with us on that journey and, yeah, stand by for more. Um, okay, have a great week, everyone. Thanks. So, okay, so people post uh, clips like that on the reels on Instagram and then on TikTok and whatever. But if you notice right at the bottom and then they put a little thing up there for more information on the COVID-19 narrative so they can keep pushing the propaganda. It doesn't matter what you say, they're gonna tag everything and they're gonna keep pushing that propaganda, which I was thinking about it and I think I mentioned last week. I mean, somebody said, well, TikTok's owned by the Communist Party. You mean the American government's owned by the Chinese Communist Party, huh? 
We've got balloons flying over our head, and there's just allowed to. Apparently, there were three balloons during Trump administration that flew across our country collecting data. I mean, is this just what is allowed? So, oh, TikTok's owned by the Chinese Communist Party. Well, bottom line is, it's also on TikTok that you actually find out a lot of stuff that's going on behind the scenes that mainstream media are not posting. So uh, it, maybe it's owned by the Chinese Communist Party, but a lot of stuff from China is leaking out on TikTok. So what I begin to think was maybe TikTok has got nothing to do with China owning it. It has to do with the fact that you can now actually find out what's actually happening behind the scenes. And they don't want that to happen. So let's ban TikTok so you never know because they're dropping information on some other platforms. If you try to put it on Facebook or YouTube or um, the, the, the video disappears, it doesn't get the views. I'm just asking. That's all. Just asking. Ask. Next. All right, so this is the who decides that the COVID pandemic is not over. Oh, it's not over. Tedros Adenom Gebreces, it's not over, Rolders. As you know, on Friday, the emergency committee met to consider whether that remains the case. The committee has advised me that, in its view, COVID-19 remains a global health emergency, and I agree. Which they've now, obviously, as you know, they've cut the quarantine days down to five. It used to be 14 days quarantine, now it's five days, five days. Somebody in Lakeland was diagnosed with COVID-19 this last week, and they were quarantined for five days. So everybody, 18 months ago, 14 days quarantine. No, no, it's down to five. All right, next. All right, Bill Gates claims he had no relationship with Jeffrey Epstein, just dinner. Ah, uh, okay. Roll it. Now, one of the issues that's dogged you is, is that of your relationship with Jeffrey Epstein. Do you regret the relationship that you maintained with him against Melinda's advice and wishes? Oh, I've said that I'm, I mean, this is, you're going way back in mm -hmm. time, but yeah, I, New audience. I will say for the, you know, oh, over a hundred time, yeah, I shouldn't have had uh, dinners with him. Um, Epstein had a way of sexually compromising people. Is that what Melinda was warning you about? No. I mean, it, it's, no, I, I had dinner with him uh, and that's all. And that you regret the relationship, the acquaintance? That I had dinner with him. And, and the relationship between the foundation and Epstein, which There was... never was any relationship of any kind. Um, I think, what was it, 32 times you had dinner with him? Hey, Bill? 30, was it 32 times? That's a lot of times to have dinner. Okay, next. Uh, smart meters, smart cars, smart highways, smartphones, smart cities, smart uh, homes. Oh, I think I read the right highways. The word smart refers to self-monitoring analysis reporting technology. Smart. 
the smart illusion of safety and convenience to smart us into a digital control and surveillance. That's what's happening. Next, I posted this. I thought this was great. Socialist leaders living on their estates and the walls, barbed wire, and the rest of the population are just kept in squalor. And that's what happens under the social, really under communism, which is what they really want to do here in America. They'd love to do that. Next. This I thought was hilarious. This is a, um, a bunch of kids trying to escape from a seal. Roll this. <laughs> He's going to follow them. There he is. I thought that was hilarious. All right, next. I'm Chris Ann Hall. I'm a constitutional attorney, and here is your Liberty Minute. Patrick Henry said in his famous Give Me Liberty or Give Me Death speech that there was one lamp that guided his judgment, and that was the lamp of history. He said there's no way to know the future but by the past. God teaches us this principle in 1 Corinthians 10:11, when Paul wrote that all things in the Old and New Testament were written for examples for our admonition. So we don't fall under the weight of trials and difficulties, and so we're not ignorant of the power and mercy of God. Those who do not know their history are doomed to repeat its mistakes. We must make an effort to study truth in history so we can avoid repeating the mistakes of our past and even reproduce history's victories in our future. To study a history you can trust, please go to libertyfirstsociety.com. That's the great Chrisanne Hall. She's part of our School of Government and follow her. Next. All right, so the Chinese spy balloon has finally been shot down. Roll this. Around on several different uh, websites here. We're checking with the Associated Press. We're checking Twitter on several different official. Oh. Oh. I believe it just happened there. That was it. Live, raw, and unfiltered. It appears that that China spy balloon has now been shot down over the Atlantic Ocean. You are taking a live look here, live, raw, and unfiltered, as that balloon appears to be heading downward after it has been shot down. After it crossed America, collected all the data. Apparently, there's another one out there. There's one crossing uh, Costa Rica. There's several in South America. Who knows what's going on? Will you ever find the truth? No. You'll never, you'll never know what's actually happening. That's why you need Jesus. So if you don't know him today, why don't you invite him into your life? Just pray this off to me. Say, dear Lord Jesus, come into my heart. Forgive me of my sin. Wash me in your blood. From this day, I'll serve you. I confess Jesus Christ is my Lord and my Savior. And I receive you today. Thank you for saving me now. If you prayed that prayer, I want to send you a book. It's going to help you in your walk with God. If you're anywhere in the central Florida area, come visit us at River Tampa Bay Church every Sunday morning, 
9.30 for the main event, and we are going into our third week of extended meetings right here from our camp meeting, two meetings a day, every morning at 9.30 every night at 7 o'clock. Come join us. We love you. Thanks for watching.